new contracts. However, some new concerning injuries for the New Jersey Devils. With preseason now officially over, it's now time to focus solely on the regular season. How are the Devils looking in terms of roster structure? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this episode because they're going to have to release a good amount of players before uh, Monday. So buckle up, everybody. We have a lot to discuss. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews, and it's currently 1.47 a.m. Eastern Time, October 9th, 2021 at the time of this recording. So guys, uh, this is Locked On Devils on the go. Currently, I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm about to watch the NASCAR race in a couple days, so I'm really looking forward to that. So if you missed the last episode, I basically broke down the game between the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. That was technically our final preseason uh, matchup in which the Devils unfortunately came out on the losing end. Unfortunately, it was overshadowed by what happened between uh, Kreider and Subban. So I made that a full-fledged episode. And then once the power outage between the Islanders and the Devils resulted in cancellation of the game, I decided to break down the overall game. Uh, against the Rangers because I didn't get the chance to. So if you hadn't given those episodes a listen, please do so. So uh, there's a lot of maintenance that's going to be going on for the New Jersey Devils within the next few days. So I guess let's uh, take care of some, I guess, housekeeping. It's not really pregame notes because we don't have a game yet. But uh, the New Jersey Devils, there's all, like I said, there's a lot going on right now, and we have such little time to cover it. But uh, I'll do my best to just bring bring you guys up to date of what's going on, how things are working out, and overall who's going to be uh, sent down to the AHL, who's going to be released, and uh, all that good stuff. So according to Dan Rice, he was basically going on Twitter talking about uh, some players who were cut for the New Jersey Devils, players who were sent down to the AHL program. So A.J. Greer was expectingly sent down to Utica, so uh, no surprise there. And then someone like um, Mark Jankowski was released of his PTO deal. I kind of saw that one coming a mile away just because, uh, unfortunately for Jankowski, I projected for him to uh, get a deal with the New Jersey Devils between him, Walterspoon, and BC. I just said, okay, we're kind of thin at the uh, center position. So, you know, I I think Jankowski will get a golden opportunity to just basically show his worth for the New Jersey Devils. Maybe he could get like a one-year deal or so. Didn't come into fruition. We saw VC just basically wanted more, if that makes any sense. I hate kind of using that kind of terminology or that kind of phrasing because, you know, I think everyone wants it, but. For, for Jankowski, he just got outshined by VC. So. And another factor that uh, came into play was that uh, Zaka just didn't work out at the center position, and we saw the the surgence of Dawson Mercer. So, you know, Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holtz, they're basically shape-shifting everything because I don't think anybody projected for Mercer and Holtz to be doing what they're doing. And while we're on the topic of Holtz and Mercer real quick, I just want to say, like, you know, I was expecting Nolan Foote to make the roster for the New Jersey Devils. Obviously, you know, uh, he, he he was uh, optioned down to Utica to begin uh, the NHL season. But I, I want to give some love to Nolan Foote because a lot of people are just throwing him under the rug. They're not really talking about him. And look, I get that Mercer and Holtz have been kind of on hot streaks. But here's the thing about Foote. 
if you look back at that prospects game in which uh, Holtz and Mercer and uh, also Foot were able to combine for uh, seven points, they were all playing on the same line. So we know the capability that Nolan Foot has. So the one thing I want to say for Nolan Foot, uh, you know, don't hold your head down. There's going to be golden opportunities. I'm going to be talking about the injury situations for a few players, which will open up some spots uh, down in uh, the future. But if I'm Lindy Ruff, I kind of have my eyes set on Nolan Foot because I'm curious to see how can Nolan Foot, Dawson Mercer, and Alexander Holtz click. Because I'm really curious to see how that dynamic can work. Because I get it, it's prospects camp. They're not really playing against like real NHL competition. It's more just you know other young players. But at the same time, the fact that they combine for seven points in one game, that's actually kind of impressive. So I, I don't want anyone to forget about Nolan Foote or what he was capable of doing last uh, season. Obviously, he has big shoes to fill, especially being the son of Adam Foote, who's a well-respected hockey player who's won Stanley Cup championships. So, you know, th- things of that nature. I just want people to know that Nolan Foote will get an opportunity at the NHL level and hopefully Lindy Ruff can if it's at all in his power maybe he could put Holtz, Foot, and Mercer on the same line again maybe like a third or fourth line pairing because I'm curious to see how that sort of dynamic can work out in the future I don't think it's going to be against a contending team but if you're going to do it against like the Senators or the Red Wings or the Blue Jackets, a team that's not really that good, the Sabres then you know by all means try to do something like that just to see if they can click so it has to be at the right possible moment so once again do it for a young rebuilding team so that way the the competition in my opinion is somewhat even because you don't want to do it for a contending team you don't want to do it against the lightning you don't want to do it against the bruins you don't want to do it against those kind of teams not even the islanders because you know they're going to expose them in my opinion so you you don't really want to put an all I, i guess kid line or all rookie line like that out just yet just because you know we're finally starting to get back into the swing of things we're finally starting to uh, make our presence more well known and like I said we're trying to be a dark horse by the skin of our teeth and possibly nab a wild card spot in the playoffs be one of those two teams in our conference to get that kind of spot it's going to be hard it's going to be treacherous but at the same time you know we do need to experiment some stuff because the future is now for the New Jersey Devils and I think we have a very good mix of veteran players and and also young players at the same time. So, you know, that's something to look forward to. So uh, going back to Mark Jankowski, it just didn't work out. Like I said, when uh, it was announced that he was signed to a PTO deal, uh, I, I just said, like, uh, I, I think out of all the players, like I said, Watherspoon and BC, I thought Jankowski had the best opportunity just because he was a center. We were kind of thin at the center position. But unfortunately, like I said, just with how well Dawson Mercer did, it, it, it just kind of left no room for Jankowski and also we we just saw uh, what VC was capable of doing uh, in preseason because if you missed uh, yesterday's episode I said that BC appeared in three preseason games he had two goals two points and a plus minus of two and so you know when we're looking at it in that regards and also remember one of VC's goals was an empty netter but we'll, we'll take it any way we could get so I don't want to disrespect Jankowski in any which sort of way so he appeared in three preseason games he had one goal one assist for a total of two points and he had a plus minus of zero so pretty much I think when you're looking at uh, Jankowski Jankowski and BC, you're just looking at the minuscule things. So, like I said, when determining the uh, roster for the New Jersey Devils.
levels to begin the year. I think that's what Lindy Ruff is going to be doing for a lot of these players. He's going to be like just meticulously looking closely, seeing is there something that gives this player the slider edge? Is this is there something that um, this player did right, did wrong, whatever the case might be? It just seemed like VC fit in better with the New Jersey Devils, and you know his plus minus kind of shows that because Jankowski's plus minus was zero, whereas VC's was two. And, and like I said, it's not significant in any which sort of way. But two more goals were scored while VC was on the ice, whereas you know for Jankowski it was pretty much neutral. So I guess when you're looking at it from that sort of perspective, it's just like you're going to give the slider edge to VC. So wishing Mark Jankowski the best of luck. And while we're on the topic of PTO deals, how about Frederick Gotry? So we're going to be talking about his situation in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from Get Upside. Let me ask you this, listeners: Do you buy gas? Well, of course you do. So here's what I'm going to tell you. You need to get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code HOCKEY to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code HOCKEY to get 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right back to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free get upside app and use the promo code hockey again use the promo code hockey to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank uh, i repeat the code is hockey Okay, so the New Jersey Devils announced that they signed Frederick Gotry to a one-year, two-way contract. Now, you're probably wondering, does this mean he made the team? Absolutely not. I just want to get that out there right here, right now. Gotry is not on the roster currently. He's just out of his PTO deal. So you can either sign a player or you can release a player from their PTO deal. So Gotry has uh, uh, passed his uh, PTO contract and is now with the organization. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, someone like Jankowski did not pass his PTO deal. He is now uh, on the open market. And now you're probably wondering what's going to happen for the New Jersey Devils. Well, according to Dan Rice, Dan Rice has uh, been covering the New Jersey Devil since the early 2000s. Here's what's going to have to happen. So there's 31 players currently left at the time of this recording, and that must get down to 23 by 5 p.m. on Monday. There's still three players in camp. So you got VC, Gotree, and Watherspoon. So uh, obviously, Gotree is no longer in a PTO deal. He's a part of the organization. The Devils are still carrying four goalies. They have Blackwood, Wedgwood, Bernier, and Schmidt. And then on the defensive side, they have 10 defensemen, and they still have 17 forwards. So the New Jersey Devils, yeah, we're going to have to cut a few people. So if you add uh, 10 and 17, that's 27. And then if you add four, that's uh, 31. So the New Jersey Devils, they're going to have to cut almost double-digit players by uh, 5 p.m. on Monday, whether they send them down, whether they release some of their contracts, whatever the case might be. So we already know that Hamilton, Graves, Smith, Severson, Siegenthaler, Subban, 
uh, are pretty much guarantees to uh, uh, to be on the opening night roster for the New Jersey Devils. Let's just face it. And then for the forwards, you got Hughes, Sharon Govich, Kokinen, Heizer, Brat, Tatar, Zaka, uh, Thompson might be a question mark. Wood, Janssen, uh, McLeod, Mercer, Holtz, and then you you got a few other players to work with, including like VC, Stunage, Boquist. Uh, go tree obviously so uh and then for the goalie and uh we, we know that wedgwood is signed to a two-year deal schmidt uh will definitely uh be sent back down and then uh the the two tandem goaltenders for the new jersey devils are going to be blackwood and bernier so uh yeah a lot of players to cut however we do have a few question marks because uh there's a lot of players dealing with uh a lot of various things so let's start off with mckenzie blackwood so it's been revealed why mckenzie black Blackwood was removed from his starter role at the last minute uh, in, in the supposed game between the New York Islanders. Remember, it didn't actually happen due to the blackout at the Prudential Center. So uh, originally, I just said there's probably nothing to it. I think people are overreading this, which is just that I think they wanted to give Scott Wedgwood some reps, and Mackenzie Blackwood seemed to have his footing underneath him, despite uh, you know uh, joining the Devils a little late due to uh, COVID procedures, him recovering from his heel surgery. Apparently, brace yourselves. And man, if you look up irony in the dictionary, you'll probably see a picture of Mackenzie Blackwood. Mackenzie Blackwood was scratched from the lineup at the last possible second due to him having an inconclusive COVID-19 test. So when when you say Mackenzie Blackwood and COVID in the same sentence, it's just like, man, I I don't know where to start because Mackenzie Blackwood, he's been scratched due to having COVID himself. He's been scratched because he's been associated with someone who tested positive for COVID. And now he had to be scratched due to having an inconclusive test. Obviously, something like that is not a big deal. I'm sure for Mackenzie Blackwood, it was a little nerve wracking just because he's had to deal with COVID before he was hit with it hard. So for Mackenzie Blackwood, it just seems like he could never get a break when it comes to him and COVID. So, you know, the re- I can see why he's a little hesitant to get the vaccine. I'm not trying to cause controversy. I'm not trying to get political. I'm just saying, like, you know, think of it from his end. Remember when I did this episode, I, I believe a couple weeks ago, when I was talking about Mackenzie Blackwood being hesitant to get the COVID-19 vaccine. I think he's going to comply and get it uh, I, if he hasn't done so already. But, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood, that, that must be a scary thing, just him getting an inconclusive test. And, you know, like I said, um, um, if you have a Mackenzie Blackwood mask, uh, you might still experience some COVID-like symptoms, even if you're vaccinated or not. Just a little joke. It, it, is it poor test? I don't know. But, uh, you know, just, like I said, I just saw it on Twitter and decided to repeat it onto the show because I thought it was funny. So Mackenzie Blackwood uh, is a little bit of a question mark. And then there's a few other players that um, are, are question marks for the New Jersey Devils as well. So Amanda Stein revealed that Miles Wood did not participate in practice today he's been dealing with some bumps and bruises from the game in Washington and then Corey Massasek from The Athletic revealed that Devils coach Lindy Ruff said it's too early to tell if Miles Wood or Tyce Thompson would be in danger of missing the season opener said the overall health of the team isn't ideal at this point with those two Severson Smith and Blackwood obviously all being uncertain at this point man so we're talking about Miles Wood who's a bona fide starter for the New Jersey Devils we're talking about Tyce Thompson someone who will split time in Utica and New Jersey then we're talking about Severson, one of our leaders on the team, a bona fide uh, roster player for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Smith, obviously all rookie team last year for the New Jersey Devils. He will be a bona fide uh, roster player for the Devils. And then Blackwood, that's our starting goaltender. So we're talking about, I guess, if you want to call it four and a half potential players that could miss the start of the season for the New Jersey Devils for various amount of reasons. I don't know what the update is on Jack Hughes. I think uh, uh, Lindy Ruff revealed a couple days ago that had the New Jersey 
Jersey Devils played in their game against the New York Islanders. It was pretty much going to be a coin flip as to whether Jack Hughes would play or not because uh, Lindy Ruff said his goal was to try to get Jack Hughes in one more preseason game, but uh, Hughes was a scratch last uh, couple of preseason matchups just due to him dealing with nagging injuries. And then Severson, he has to deal with uh, his ankle injury. Mackenzie Blackwood having to deal with COVID once again, albeit it was just an inconclusive test. And I think I read somewhere online saying that uh, Blackwood, uh, his test ended up being negative once they did it again. Uh, But still him having to go through uh, COVID uh, related issues can be frustrating and can't, you know, just bother him mentally, whatever the case might be. Hopefully he's doing uh, well in that regards. Miles Wood having to deal with uh, bumps and bruises, according to Amanda Stein. And then, uh, you know, Smith obviously has not played in a single preseason game. And uh, I I need to see what he could potentially do to start the season. And then uh, Jack Hughes, oh boy, I'm already getting a headache. And I'm just really hoping that the New Jersey Devils are healthy to, to start out this season because I want us to get off to a good start because I feel as though if we get off to a bad start, then uh, we're, we're, we're just going to stay there. That That's my fear. If the New Jersey Devils fall to like, I don't know, like five and six to begin the year, then I'm going to be genuinely concerned. Obviously, that's worst, worst, worst case scenario. I don't think we're, we're, we're going to get off to that slow start, but still losing some key roster players is, um, is key for the New Jersey Devils. So I'm just hoping uh, Jack Hughes is healthy because that's one of our star players. We need him uh, to go at the beginning of the year. Miles Wood, he's going to set the tone for us. Uh, he's also going to whip the bottom six guys into shape. Tyce Thompson, uh, not really much of an issue. Uh, Severson, one of the leaders of the team. And then Smith, uh, one of our bright young uh, pieces. We we need him. And then Blackwood, we, we saw what happened last year when we didn't have decent goaltending. And, you know, uh, albeit we still have Jonathan Bernier, but Jonathan Bernier doesn't really have someone to help him out in, in case he gets into trouble. So uh, if Mackenzie Blackwood doesn't start the season with the New Jersey Devils, then uh, we're looking at Bernier and Wedgwood to be the tandem pair for them to uh, to, to get the season rolling. So that's how we're doing right now. But uh, we still have about a week before the season starts. So I'm, I'm confident that the players, it, once they're rested, uh, replenished, and well taken care of, then I think they'll be just fine. But that's a huge question mark, as Corey Masek uh, shared with us in his tweet. But we'll talk more about that matter in a second but first i have to give you guys the second and third live read this morning and it comes from built bar and betonline.ag so did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors there's something for everyone when you talk to a built bar fan they're definitely passionate about their faves if you don't know the built bar flavors well you're missing out they have coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream german chocolate you know what my favorite flavor is well i love coconut so if you haven't tried all the flavors you get a mix box we'll get two of each of the nine flavors not only are built bars the best tasting protein bars ever but they're super healthy as well check out these stats 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all healthy so or today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like built bar was also the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team isn't that cool so the offer is go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order again use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com and now the third and final live read this morning comes from betonline.ag so we're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface even more 
odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, hockey, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Also, the MLB playoffs are happening, so make your predictions as who's going to come out victorious. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Remember to visit our friends at Locked On Bets. Please gamble responsibly. So I'm going to wrap up my thoughts on uh, the whole ordeal for the New Jersey Devils coming into the year. And don't worry, we're going to be doing more episodes similar to this because remember in about a week we're going to be playing our first official game of the year against the Chicago Blackhawks so there's a lot to look at but uh, one of the things I want to focus on is yes I was focusing on the young guys who could possibly get sent down and also just some question marks in terms of players health but the one area that I want to look at is goaltending so I'm looking at the preseason stats right now for Jonathan Bernier so his overall record was one and one and he had a save percentage of 851 so his average goals against was four That is a little concerning if you ask me because it's just like, oof, why are you giving up all these goals? Now, once again, it's preseason. You really want to take that with a grain of salt. And I was giving Jonathan Bernier, uh, once we were able to attain him, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt just because he was coming from the Detroit Red Wings organization, an organization that's not really too good in terms of their overall defense. I said he'll probably fit in better with the New Jersey Devils because we were able to get Dougie Hamilton. We were able to get Ryan Graves. Seems like Siegenthaler and uh, also uh, Ty Smith are developing in the right direction. So overall, they could possibly help him out in that regards. But, you know, that goals against average is kind of concerning me. But at the same time, like I said, we take it with a grain of salt just because it's preseason. And, you know, uh, I was talking about uh, Yaros in the last episode just because, you know, I felt like Yaros was being a cat and mouse uh, pawn between Zabinajed and also Fox. And, you know, things like that, uh, 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 Bernier can't really help them out in that regards because, you know, when, when Yaros is out of position and Ryan Graves is doing everything he can possibly do, it, you know, it's not Bernier's fault that uh, someone like Yaros isn't protecting his back door. But still, something like that kind of concerns me, especially if Mackenzie Blackwood can't start the year with the New Jersey Devils. But hopefully uh, Mackenzie Blackwood gets uh, all his COVID issues resolved and hopefully he does not have to go into quarantine, whatever the case might be. Like I said, I read somewhere online saying that I, I think they did another test on him and it came back negative and I'm sure he was very frustrated that he was uh, scratched from the lineup, but it didn't even matter because they didn't play that game anyway. So that's just the one area I want to focus on for the New Jersey Devils because goaltending is going to be key for us this season. And I'm really curious to see what the New Jersey Devils are going to do for their overall roster. So I will repeat this again. They have 31 players left in training camp, and they have to get that down to 23 by Monday at 5 p.m. So the date uh, for that, the hard date, is going to be October 11th. So the New Jersey Devils uh, just passing Gochier on his PTO deal is kind of interesting. Like I said, it doesn't mean he made the roster. It just means he's now a part of the organization. So what they do with that is going to be very compelling. I'm going to see what they do with VC as well because I actually had a fan 
Bryant reached out to me on Twitter and he asked me, like, is there any chance that VC will sign a two-way contract with the New Jersey Devils? And I said, it's possible, but, you know, it's up to him to accept the contract or accept that role, whatever the case might be. But uh, someone like Gauthier is very interesting because he was a former first-round pick by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously hasn't panned out, but if he's able to just, um, you know, give some small contribution for the New Jersey Devils, if he is brought up to the roster at any point because I believe he's going to be optioned down to Utica, then, you know, that that's just another bonus for Tom Fitzgerald's organization. But like I said, not expecting too much. He's just going to be a bomb six player. He's just going to be a filler at best. So he'll just be playing on the fourth line and just be, like I said, a filler in case someone is injured. And like I said, there's a lot of injuries that the New Jersey Devils are dealing with right now. None of them are serious, but I think for uh, precaution reasons, they're just going easy on them. So Miles Wood was scratched out of this practice uh, today just due to uh, maintenance. And then you got uh, Severson's um, uh, ankle to worry about. You got Mackenzie Blackwood's heel and also his COVID issues. And then uh, Jack Hughes, I think he's going to be good to go. I think uh, Lindy Ruff just wants to rest him. But whatever the case might be, it's going to be very interesting because uh, if you remember last season, we, we didn't have Brat on the roster. We didn't have Votnin on the roster. We didn't have Heizer on the roster to begin the year with us. So we were giving other guys opportunities to just basically show what they can do. Sharon Govich was able to shine for the Devils. Uh, we, we saw Quokinen able to get a start with the New Jersey Devils, and he was able to just earn his stripes. And, you know, he started the year as a bottom six player, but then he became one of our top rotation pieces. He became uh, on the top line with uh, Sharon Govich and Hughes. So if one of these young guys are given a chance to just show what they're capable of doing, then, like I said, that's just another bonus for Tom Fitzgerald, and it's just another piece to factor in. Because let's be honest, guys, were you expecting someone like Sharon Govich or Quokinen to be, you know, major pieces in our overall rebuild and just restructuring our roster? No, I, I don't think anyone was projecting for Sharon Govich to have a huge impact. You know how I know? Because no one was really talking about him. But, you know, when training camp was going on uh, last year uh, in the midst of pandemic, when the Devils were just inter-squatting against one another, uh, Amanda Stein was saying that Sharon Govich was one of the biggest surprises. So, you know, there's things of that nature. So, you know, if, if you're a young guy for the New Jersey Devils and you're given an opportunity, especially when a player is down, especially a key roster player, show what you could do. Make it a difficult decision for the New Jersey Devils to release you or, you know, send you down to Utica. So I, I, I don't think Sharon Govich was going to be sent back down to the Binghamton Devils at the time. I, I don't know what the contract situation was uh, at, at that time, but um, you know, someone like Quokinen, he was in and out of the taxi squad. And, and like I said, once he was given a chance to show what he was capable of doing, he became one of our top six players, was on the top line with Hughes and Sharon Govich. So anything can happen. But let me know what you guys think. So we basically jumped all over the board. We talked about new contract signings for the New Jersey Devils. We talked about, uh, you know, the overall roster structure. We talked about some areas of concern ranging from injuries to goaltending. So I, I know I jumped everywhere, but I, I just wanted to cover every aspect as since uh, pre season is now officially done for the New Jersey Devils and uh, if you're curious to know who was leading our team in points uh, for preseason it was actually uh, Alexander Holtz so Alexander Holtz was tied with Pavel Zaka uh, in points with four. Both of them had two goals and two assists, and both of them also appeared in three games, but Alexander Holtz is ranked higher than Zaka in that regards just because he had a plus-minus of three. Pavel Zaka had a plus-minus of one, so, uh, you know, they're your uh, preseason stats for the New Jersey Devils uh, in terms of top performers, and then uh, Igor Sharangovich was third uh, with two games played, two goals, one assist for a grand total of three points, and a plus-minus of three, so there's, there's your top three performers uh, for the New 
Jersey Devils. And if you're curious to know as well, I know I'm jumping all over the board. I'm sorry. I'm just seeing uh, some more interesting stats. So Dougie Hamilton finished with three points, all of them assists with a plus minus of two in two games appeared. And then I want to look at Ryan Graves uh, real quick because he wasn't able to put up any uh, points on the board, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. His plus minus was zero. So Ryan Graves, don't worry, his plus minus will be uh, higher to begin the year, and I have the utmost confidence in him. So uh, let me know what you guys think about the uh, overall impact that will happen for the New Jersey Devils when the season starts, ranging from uh, you know PTO players giving an opportunity or PTO players have been released, players being sent down, uh, areas of concern, areas of strengths. I- I'm curious to hear your guys' response. But anyway, for today, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Uh, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening, and go Devils!